This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, saving your day from boredom with the best podcasting entertainment. Welcome, nerds. I'm Mark Weber, and you're listening to A Graphic Conversation, the bi-weekly podcast where we read, discuss, and review the best, and hopefully not the worst, in graphic novels. I'm joined, as I always am, by my good friend and fellow man-child, Ricky Widmer. Hey, guys. And this time we read X-Men, the complete Age of Apocalypse epic, book one. Funny when it's complete... But also only book one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this was interesting. Long as hell. And it was pretty long. Uh, it was interesting. I I was you know before we recorded this podcast, I was talking to Ricky about some of the the history around the Age of Apocalypse storyline, and there's so much cool stuff to the storyline, and I really like what they did. But you got to read the whole epic to really get all of that. You're talking about the ones like we only read book one of it. You're yeah. talking about there like are book four. two, book three, yeah. book four. There are four books to the complete Age of Apocalypse epic. And I don't even know if those include some of the, you know, they're, they're mm-hmm. continuing stuff on now. Uh, but it's it's definitely an interesting thing. Uh, if you don't know the podcast, maybe this is your first time listening to it. Or maybe you just completely forgot what happened two weeks ago. The way this podcast works, we have a little spoiler-free area now where we're going to talk a little bit. Then we're going to get on into the spoiler zone. So I don't really have a good name for it, but spoiler zone. Welcome to the spoiler zone. Is that that's the yeah, uh, copyrighted that's the thing that we're song. stealing? It's a parody. Um, it's a parody. We're, we're, maybe. we're protected under the parody law. So you you'll get to that. If you haven't read it, we'll warn you. You can pause, you can read it, and then you can come back. We'll talk a little spoilers. We'll do that stuff. We'll tell you if you should read it. We'll give those little reviews and all of that good stuff. But, Ricky, what was your first impression coming into Age of Apocalypse? Um, My first thing, and this is the tricky part about this one because I'm trying to think back, and this is our first one that we're reading for an actual movie. Like, later in the seasons, we're going to have... Ghostbusters, which we're going to do later on, and Warcraft. we're going to have Warcraft, which is actually yeah. the next, next episode. But this is the first one of the year that we've had, like, oh, we're releasing this because you guys have because probably that. already seen Age of Apocalypse, hopefully, by the time this has gotten to your little ear holes. But my kind of first impression was how much, like, whenever it's a movie, when it's like, okay, they just made a movie out of it. I'm a little bit tainted by that where I'm like, okay, what did they take from this? I want to see what have I been seeing in the previews in the movie after I see it that what are they taking from this source material? And I'll be honest, from the previews of just Age of Apocalypse, Mm -hmm. looks completely different. Looks completely different than what I just read. I don't think they really took anything from it besides the fact that Apocalypse apocalypse exists. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, it's very different. Well, so if anybody wants to know a little bit about Age of Apocalypse, let me give you just a very, very quick explanation. It's hard to give a good explanation because this is such a huge, mm-hmm. uh, thing, but essentially 
so an event happens where a psychotic mutant named Legion, who happens to be the son of Professor Charles Xavier, goes back in time to kill Mag or to kill Magneto, hoping to you know stop Magneto from ever doing anything bad. But what happens is actually Charles Xavier saves his good friend Magneto because at that time they're still friends, and of course this erases Legion. He no longer exists. This, of course, shows Apocalypse that this is the time to attack, unlike in the real timeline where he would have attacked 10 years later. This, of course, changes everything, and the timeline's completely different. You know how we feel about alternate realities. We're big fans of them here on a a graphic conversation, and this is everything that takes place afterwards. Something I really, really like about this, and you're not going to really get this uh, from just reading book one you had to kind of go into this a little bit later Mm -hmm. but age of apocalypse the whole storyline essentially for a year took over all the x-men stories and you can go through and you can see uh you know the different names for example excalibur literally x dash caliber is taking over for uh the excalibur storyline that they had before. And all these ones do that. Like X-Force is taken over by Gambit and the Externals. All all of that. And I, I like the way they have that where it's just a whole year we're doing Age of Apocalypse. Because that's something I really would love more comics to be able to do. Like, all right, for this year we are telling this story. And mm-hmm. whatever happens in this story happens. And that's the kind of thing where later on Marvel has said, hey, guys, by the way, that whole Age of Apocalypse thing happened in an alternate universe. So it doesn't matter. Nothing happened there really matters. We can come back to it if we want, but we don't have to. Mm-hmm. It would be cool if uh, if more stories did that. You'd have a lot more freedom. You could kill somebody and leave them dead instead of having them come back for the one millionth time Superman style. Well, I was going to say death of Superman style. Yeah. yeah, Superman's dead. Oh, not so much. He's back. Spoilers. And we're in spoiler-free territory right now. Well, and I mean, with this one, too, I didn't look into Like, that was the difference between me and you. Mm-hmm. I didn't do any of that research coming in. I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to start reading. And from that mindset, it took me a little bit to kind of get my bearings because I'm going to save it for spoiler mode. But if you're coming in there with the general X-Men knowledge, you're like... That doesn't do much for you. Okay, this is different. This is different. This is different. And then you kind of get natural then you're like okay now i'm in the world now i'm accepting of it okay let's move forward and i think that's the kind of thing where when you get into book two when you get into book three you're going to appreciate that more but when you're just in book one Mm -hmm. i think it's hard to completely appreciate everything that's being developed here another thing i kind of want to throw out and this was my thought halfway through this book Mm -hmm. was we read days of futures past And if you've ever read Days of Futures Past, you know, but if you haven't, I'll just tell you, it's not a consistent story. It's like a bunch of different stories thrown in. Like, for example, one of the issues talks about Nightcrawler Mm -hmm. and his kind of dissension into Dante's Inferno. I was like, where the fuck does this have to do with the storyline that I'm expecting to read because I'm reading this for Days of Futures Past? and Days of Future Past is... Like, if I remember exactly, it was, like, two issues, and then some other like stuff th- just got thrown in there. Yeah, it was, like, 
two that were actually the story, and then, oh, here's two random ones. It's like, what mm. the fuck is this? Yeah, and then when there was, uh, who was it? Was it Kitty Pride's Kitty Christmas? Pride. Yep. Kitty Pride's Christmas happened in there, and mm-hmm. it was like, what is happening right now? The thing, the Why thing is this I, here? The thing I like about this more than that mm-hmm. was it had that kind of different, kind of like what you talked about a little bit, but it had that different, like, these are different stories, but they all kind of wrapped together. By the time yeah. I got to the third story, it had referenced something that happened in that first one to where I'm like, okay, Yes, you're linking mm-hmm. them together at least. Yeah, because this book is a giant crossover. Yeah, it is, and it's the you, the kind of parallels kind of keep with the same storyline. And another thing that's cool about it, though, is because you get those different kind of storylines, you get the different art too. Where some of them look like it's in an older style, where as you get to the end, where the ending is weird because they have a couple of blink. It's just about Blink, the yeah. X-Men Blink, and it's just her story. And that is a complete story in itself. Mm-hmm. That's a complete, like, here's four issues completing that story. And that's done in, like, a modern art style, whereas the other ones kind of look like, okay, this is a different art style than what I am used to in a normal comic. Yeah, yeah. So it's going to be interesting, that's for sure. Um Things are different in this. Mm-hmm. So the next question, of course, is who is this for? Who should read this comic? X-Men fans. That's what it is. Like, if you just love the X-Men, you'll love this. Because for me, it was, I got to see different characters like, oh, cool, there's Cyclops. Oh, cool, there's Sabretooth. Oh, cool, there's Rogue. There's Gambit. There's mm-hmm. Nightcrawler. There's Pietro, which is Quicksilver. There's Iceman. There's Colossus. There's yeah. Weapon. Not Wolverine. Here's the thing. Not Wolverine. Weapon uh, X. You know what? Fuck it. I'm going to save it for spoiler mode because mm-hmm. the, the, remind, we'll get to it. remind me to talk about Wolverine right. as we get into spoiler mode. That'll be the mode. first thing we talk about. But the one thing I want to keep in non-spoiler mode, you know who's a fucking badass in all of this? Who's that? Fucking Cyclops. Yeah. The way they depicted Cyclops in the art, it was like... Fucking A, that's the Cyclops I want. He had, like, long, flowing, like, brown hair. Mm-hmm. His um his visor wasn't, like, a horizontal visor. It was, like, his hair covered the left side of his face, and he had this cool, like, one-eye kind of a... It kind of looked Almost like... Almost monocle-esque. Kind of like uh, the, the readers in Dragon mm-hmm. Ball Z. Yeah. With kind of, like, a connecting thing that looked like a mouthpiece. And I was like, holy shit, that is a cool fucking version Mm. of Scott Summers. Yeah. And the one thing, we'll get into spoiler mode, but one of the issues kind of talks about and dives into the relationship between Alex and Scott Summers, that was very interesting. Kind of to get inside their heads as brothers. Alex Summer is obviously the X-Men who has the same power as um, Cyclops, except in the movies it's coming out of his chest. Yes. Uh, so I would add one thing to that to you. I definitely think this is purely kind of for X-Men fans. Mm-hmm. I also want to say it's for X-Men fans that got a lot of time. You don't invest, It's a big book. Yeah, don't – and this might defeat the purpose of our podcast a little bit. Don't start reading just book one. If you're going to read the complete Age of Apocalypse epic, you got to read the whole damn thing. Well, we're, you're not getting everything out of it. And – 
I don't think it does defeat the purpose of our podcast. Because I was just going to say, Mark. Well, because I would want people well, to read it and then well, join no, no, the no. conversation. Be- because we because we read this, I feel like in future seasons we've got to finish this out. Mm-hmm. This is something where I don't know if it's going to be something where we read one of these every seasons, but. I feel like it's kind of like our morning glories thing, which we'll have to get back to yeah, next season a, for sure. But I mean, it's we've got to finish this one through because I'm sitting here going, well, either we're going to finish it here, or I'm going to finish it because I'm kind of being left just I'm hanging. Mm-hmm. So you need time to fully appreciate everything that's happening in mm-hmm. Age of Apocalypse, um, especially because I mean, just to give you a little example of all the different like. Storyline titles we have there's X-Men Alpha, there's Excalibur, Gambit and the Externals, Generation Next, Astonishing X-Men, Amazing X-Men, Weapon X, Factor X, and X-Man. Mm-hmm. That's kind of everything that's being put together for the complete epic. And then, if you is, really want to go into all this war stuff, or is this just book one? That's in all that's all the four. whole thing. Okay, yeah, that's the whole story. Everything in that, and there's extra stuff too. They have mm-hmm. a, a thing called X. Uh, the ongoing series, um, I think that's called Extermination. There's Secret Wars. It's a whole bunch of stuff. It mm-hmm. really, it it's going to demand a lot of your time. You're really going to need to get into this. So with that being said, I think it's time to get into spoiler mode. So Ricky can go on his Weapon X rant. I went to the spoiler zone. Da-na-na-na-na. I don't know if I'm sold on that one. I Let think me I know like down it. below. I, guys. I think we should just. I come think up you with like it because you you put it in there. To the spoiler zone. Da-na-na-na-na. Plus, I fucking mm-hmm. I fucking love Top Gun. Of course you do. Of course you do. You're writing checks your ass can't cash, Maverick. So with that being said. Uh, <laughs> Didn't know we were going to talk Top Gun on this podcast, did you? Hashtag if, Top Gun. Is that going to be the hashtag for this podcast? I hope not, because it has nothing to do with this episode. <laughs> uh, if you want to read X-Men, Age of Apocalypse, the complete epic, volume one, do book it. one, whatever, uh, you should do that. And I would say in that case, don't pause, press pause right now, but do it in just a little bit before I get to spoiler mode. So do that. If you don't care about Having this spoiler, uh, spoiled for you, if you're not going to read it, maybe you've already read it, great. Join us. Let's have this conversation down below. I'm at the Mark Weber for anything I say. Uh, if you want to yell at me on Twitter, Ricky, you can yell at him, at Ricky Widmer. It's nice and simple. Yeah, nice and easy. Nice and easy. So with that being said, you're going to hit pause in just a second. Spoiler mode begins now. Ricky, take it away. Okay. Well, the thing I wanted to start spoiler mode off with, this is the most confusing part of the entire thing. Uh-huh. If you're, obviously you've read it now because you're in spoiler mode, and if you're not, Or you just don't care. If you don't care, thanks for uh, listening on, but Weapon X is how you refer to Wolverine. Yeah. Through the entire thing, it's not Wolverine, it's Weapon X, and it confused me because later on there's a story arc, I can't remember which one it, like the title of it, but it was the one where we had, oh, what's his name, Hailstorm? The mm-hmm. Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse, the guy who's in like the big fucking fire suit, mm-hmm. um, he has a henchman called Wolverine, and it fucking like threw me through a loop yeah. because I'm like, okay, this is probably why they had Weapon X and Gene kind of go off Away. and say, hey, you know what? Because we didn't want Weapon X and Wolverine but fighting that'd each be other. Very confusing. It'd be very confusing. So even with them saying Wolverine, I was like, what the fuck? Wolverine's not in this. Oh. It's that guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So 
interesting, uh, you know, Weapon X and, and Jean Grey are together, which makes a lot of people happy. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah, we like them being together. We want And that we don't get the thing. weird love triangle like we got in the first three X-Men movies of our generation. Yep. Between Where Scott Summers, Wolverine, and you're Jean. sitting there and you're going, really, Gene? You're going to pick Scott Summers? Mm-hmm. You always pick Scott Summers. I was like, really? You don't want Logan? Come on, he's well, the baddest. No, no, that's what it is. She always picks Scott. I know Scott, she's a nerd. No, no, no. Scott, he's the nerd. Scott's the guy where it's like, you know what? He's the guy I want the family with. The only reason I'm interested in Logan is because he's the bad boy. Yeah. And that's nice guys win all sometimes, the time, Ricky. Well, nice guys win, but we win in the end when like. They've had all their fun, and then we get no fun. We get the kids, and we get to spend <laughs> this money is Ricky's on Ricky's sad life right now, guys. You know what? Forget Hashtag this real life. We're done talking about Age of Apocalypse. Ricky, how are you feeling today? You feeling all right? I'm feeling I feel like I got to get on the couch. I got to lay yeah. on the couch and talk to you because this is my psychology, my psychiatrist session. Yep, That's yep. what I'm looking for. But yeah, you get that. You know what's a fucking love triangle, though, in this? Hmm. You have Rogue and Magneto. Yep. But then Gambit likes Rogue. So you got that fucking love triangle going on where Gambit's all pissed that Magneto fucking wants to bone Rogue. And Rogue's like, but I can't bone anybody because I can't touch anybody. Yeah, Rogue has trouble. <laughs> she always has problems with that. But Gambit, of course, is always my favorite of the X-Men. Gambit's just a badass. I like Gambit a lot. I've always liked Gambit. He's got the coolest power of I can just blow anything up mm-hmm. I want. It never makes sense to me because why doesn't Gambit just oh. go over and blow people up? And when I'll tell you, when it was in the scene where Iceman's kind of talking to him, man, and he's like making fun of him, like, oh, look at this. The lady man, the ladies man has got pierced by Cupid's arrow, and he's making fun of Gambit because Gambit's a ladies man. Mm-hmm. I just was like, oh, fucking A. Channing Tatum is going to make the best Gambit. Because Channing Tatum's kind of already a ladies' man, let's be honest. So well, yeah. that just got me even more excited for a Channing Tatum Gambit movie. Mm-hmm. So mission accomplished, Age of Apocalypse. Now. Oh, I don't know if that's what they were trying to accomplish <laughs> in 1995. How old was Channing Tatum by then? Uh, maybe right. like 10 or something? I'm gonna, I'll, I'll look it up. I'll look yeah, it up. I he, think he's around our age. He's a young boy. Uh, so uh, one thing that I really just kind of like about this, because I always like these weird little alternate universe things to mm-hmm. see how things go, Magneto is all in on Professor Xavier's mission of having peace and unity between everybody. He was 15. 15? Oh, he he's a little older 19, than I thought. He was born in 1980. Huh. April 26th of 1980. So happy belated birthday, Channing. Yeah. If you're listening, to, uh, Channing, yeah. you because probably I wanna, are. Because everyone knows we want a Channing all over your Tatum. Wow. Is that an old reference yet? There you go, Ricky. There you go. <laughs> go on with you, what, what, what you were saying, Mark. I like Magneto being the good guy in this case. He's the good guy for the whole fucking thing. Yeah, he is the good guy. He is Charles Xavier in this case. He is. Well, he kind of feels like, ah, Charles was right, and Charles died, and I got to do this. I got to do it. And he's kind of that mentor where it's like, I got. he's the stern mentor, too, where it's like, stop fucking around. We got to train. Yeah, yeah. This is not you. If you fuck around right now, if you joke around right now, you're going to die out there because mm. Apocalypse ain't going to take it easy on Which you. Which is true. It, it's awesome to see Magneto and the way he kind of operates, too, because Magneto's in control of everything here, mm-hmm. and he really takes all the X-Men and are his recruits uh, and puts them into groups and says, this is what you're going to do. 
puts these guys together, that's what you're going to do. And he really just masterminds generals. He's a tactician. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's awesome because that really is what Magneto is, but Magneto never has the full-on group mm-hmm. to really make that happen. He only has like a handful of people. Yeah. And, of course, Magneto's also just one of my favorite villains ever because he's one of those great— But he's not a villain in this one, nope. Mark. But he's one of those great villains where it's just in his—I mean, that's the way all villains should be, but in mm-hmm. his mind— He's the hero. Yeah. He's bringing his people, the the mutants, to their salvation by killing all the humans, uh, which is good. Or, I mean, you know, whatever he wants to do. Maybe he doesn't want to kill all the humans. <laughs> Maybe he just wants to enslave them. Who knows? See, and I mean, that's the whole thing that's like completely – the thing that threw me through the loop during the first one uh-huh. was I'm very interested as we are obviously recording this before – the movie comes out because we obviously have to if it's coming out as the movie comes out for you guys. Yeah. But the thing that kind of threw me through a loop was the four horsemen that I know that creative differences from movie to um, graphic novel. And they had for the movie, they had to do it one way because Magneto's the bad guy and Xavier's still alive in the movie. Mm-hmm. Plus, I think they're doing this like continuity thing where Age of Apocalypse takes place during the 80s, but the Four Horsemen are completely different. Like, yeah. Storm's Storms on the bad side, Magneto's on the bad side, and Angel's on the bad side, but in the graphic novel we just read, Storm and Magneto are on the X-Men side, mm-hmm. and you have Angel who's kind of neutral, because in the Scott Summer, Alex Summer story, yeah. he owns a bar. Mm-hmm. He or a gentleman's club, I should say, yeah, called Heaven. Very different. Called Heaven. Um, you gonna go to, you gonna go to Heaven if tonight? The, if the name is Heaven, it's very very <laughs> different. I can tell you that. But it, it's interesting too because also Age of Apocalypse, Apocalypse really has like this following mm-hmm. of his, and and he has all he almost has his own army in the way that Magneto has his army. These are set up like armies of mutants that are really you know battling it out here. Because the main the main horsemen was were Gideon. Chandra, War, Death, and then Sabretooth until they said, well, you're fucking useless now because we used you for what we wanted to. Yeah, yeah. And he's got, I mean, he's got so many, so many people on his, mm-hmm. on his team, um, which is just really, it's really cool the Nemesis, way everything they have. Nemesis, who ended up killing Wanda. Yeah, yeah, poor Wanda. Um, the, the other thing that I would kind of, kind of want to bring up while, while we're talking about all this and the comparisons here, uh, that it seems at least from from previews because you know if we're recording it before the movie's out, mm-hmm. it seems that Mystique is almost taking the Magneto role of the bad guy who's being the good guy. Yeah, in this situation because she's kind of that stern leader in the. Uh, yeah, at least that's what it seems yeah. like, and part of that's probably just because we want to see Jennifer Lawrence on camera mm-hmm. um, make that stupid fucking face she makes every movie. You don't like Jennifer Lawrence? Yeah, I I'm not saying her just as Mystique. She makes that same face. Every single time when she's trying to be serious, and it's mm-hmm. like, go back to Hunger Games. Just go back to Hunger Games. Oh, I I don't really care about the Hunger Games. I don't. So either, she can but be. That's what I. That's the only mystique. thing I know her for is Hunger funny, Games. Funny and thing in the comparison between new X Men, which is what we're going to call the new movies they're doing, mm-hmm. compared to old X Men, is old Mystique didn't talk. Always blue. Yeah, didn't talk really very much, and always blue. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
new Mystique, it's Jennifer Lawrence. So yeah, let's let's yeah. show Jennifer yeah. Lawrence off a little bit. You didn't see uh, Mystique though in this graphic novel. She was referenced by yeah. Sun Nightcrawler. Yeah, she'll happen. She'll show up. I'm sure. And I like how she's. They still depict her in the comics as kind of the dual, like Colonel Sanders kind of a person. Mm-hmm. Because even Sabretooth says, "Well, but hey man, good thing uh, your ma kind of." Her information pulled off because, you know how she treats those refugees kind of skimming off the top. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I think that there's going to be more for Mystique, of course, later um, in this storyline. There's definitely a lot to a lot to go on. I, I want to see more out of Cyclops. Mm-hmm. I want to see a lot more out of Cyclops, actually. Uh, I definitely want to see more out of Jean Grey and Weapon X. Are they going they just kind of flew off and then? Yeah, like what are they going to do next? Are they going to run into Cyclops? Mm-hmm. Is that something that might happen in this case? Because that always seems to happen, right? It always has to happen. They always have to all run into each other. Um, those are things I'm excited to see. Of course, we got a lot of um, of Blink in this. I mean, the whole end of the book. Was blank. Is blank, essentially. So, I, I I don't know. It's very interesting. I think the problem for, for this book is it is a lot of exposition. It's a lot of setup. And I don't feel... I feel there's going to be some really good payoffs from the things I've heard about this. I mean, people talk about Day of, Days of Future Past, mm-hmm. but Age of Apocalypse is everybody's essential favorite X-Men graphic novel. Or X-Men story mm-hmm. line. Age of Apocalypse, what everyone always talks about. Um, so I know there's going to be all this payoff. I just, we're just not there for it yet. And and that's one of the difficult things because we're, you know, it's nearly like 400 pages. And, and it's all set up. And it's all setting up for something else. I will say, though, and now I can get into it a little bit more. That uh-huh. second story, the like, because this was all set up, that second story between the Summers brothers mm-hmm. and where they get to meet their dad and their dad's got the alien DNA of uh, the brood in them mm-hmm. because um, how the story went, in case you forgot, was they were trying to escape. Oh, shit, the space station's going to abduct us. Throw you two out of the plane with one parachute. Good luck. Have and fun, then guys. mom and me get fucking abducted and tested on by aliens. Mom dies because... She can't take the pain, but I live and I kind of fight with these alien prisoners and we overthrow and we kind of defeat this whole uh, kind of space people race. And then I decide, fuck this shit. I'm going to find my sons. But while Mm -hmm. I was getting tested on, I got infected by the same brood thing that infected the aliens. Yeah, it was a lot, but that's what it was. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, there's going to be more. For uh, the summers, mm-hmm. there has to be more for the summers. Well, especially how fucking like Alex runs off with you killed Dad. This was the last thing I had, and Scott's yeah. like, "Fucking a man, come on! I had to fucking do it. Mm. I had to do it. I'm come trying on. my best here, man. Like Dad was gonna kill you, and you're sitting there going, Daddy, Daddy, please.' Yeah. And this Scott is a badass, like oh, you were he's saying not before. A bitch, like the one from the movies. Yeah. The one that's crying, Gene, Gene, I love you. That's the one we see from the movies. This one's kind of like, dude, Alex, you're a fucking bitch. 
Yeah. Come on, man. Cut it out. Like, dude, I've got this long, flowing blonde hair. Sinister's a badass, and he's kind of like our dad now anyways. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like this guy who uh, came over and said he's our dad, but dude, look at this face. I look like a badass for you see this? You see this thing yeah, I'm wearing you here? This you see my monocle? Yeah, monocle. That's yeah, what I was like. Bionicle. Well, bionicles <laughs> were cool back in the day. Yeah, those were cool. But I mean, <laughs> the monocle-looking thing that looks uh-huh. like the, uh, the reader from Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. It's over. Oh, it just looks like a fucking... Badass. Yeah. It's over 9,000. Yeah, that's what you wanted me to say. I did, but you started talking, so I was going to not put I, it I, out fin- there. I finished the reference, Vegeta. Uh, thank you. Uh, <laughs> so Mark is now hashtag Vegeta. I, I love it. Actually, Vegeta was always my favorite Dragon Ball Z. You're gonna change, we should change your Twitter name to at the Vegeta. At the, well, T-E-E Vegeta. I don't know if I want it to be at the, at the Vegeta, because that sounds really close to at the like vagina or something like well, that. Well, yeah, dub them E's. Yeah. Dub them E's, yep. But also dub them V's. Yep, exactly. Uh, so, with all this being said, uh, is there anything you anything else you want to talk about in this? I, I'm excited for when we get to the next stuff. I feel stuff. like this was a lot of setup. Yeah. And that's where it's like, okay, this kind of hey. I mean, the one thing we didn't dive into was we mentioned it, but we didn't dive into mm-hmm. it. How shocked were you when Wanda actually died? Did you see it coming? Did you see a death coming that soon into the book? I wouldn't say I saw a death coming that soon into the book, but I definitely expected characters to die. Because this Age of Apocalypse, Apocalypse is in the title. I mean, I know this is a character, but Apocalypse mm-hmm. is the title. I'm expecting people to die. Uh, and. Every, almost every single X-Men character you could possibly want is in this book. Somebody had to die. I wouldn't say I expected to see so quick. Wanda, right off the, like, as soon as, it's like, oh, you stay back. I was like, fuck, one of them, someone's going to mm-hmm. die. You, I think you needed, like, you definitely expected that into the book we're going to see somebody die and it's going to be a big point. And then later in the book, someone's probably going to die. That's going to be another big point. Um, but I love, I love the balls of it. Because mm-hmm. I, I referenced this to you, and I'm not going to spoil this um, for anyone listening because it's other books. But I was referencing some of the characters that die later on in the yeah. storyline. And I was like, I don't know what you were reading because they didn't die in this book. So it's going to be it's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot. It's something that you're excited about later on. But like I said, right now, it, this is one of those things that's hard to really. It's hard to it's hard to rate it. It's hard to, mm-hmm. to really get your opinions about it because it is exactly that. It's just the setup for something else that's going to be cool. And yeah. saying, Ricky, this is going to be cool, but you got to get through all of this first. I'm going to say 2.5, though. Mm-hmm. And I'm getting right into it. I'm going to say a 2.5 only because it was a lot of fucking setup. Yeah. And I'm not a setup man. Mm-hmm. I don't do that shit. Yeah. It's like uh, for those of you who play D&D out there. You're going to have a fun time playing this game, but first you got to read this thick-ass manual before oh, you do it. it. You know what that reminds me more of? Not D&D, but the mm. fucking, um, uh, when we were kids, we were really into like the Warhammer 40K yeah. and the Warhammer models. It's like, mm-hmm. you get these models and you get to paint them and stuff, but before you can play this game, you got to buy this uh, this book about your faction and you got to read up on it because it's all the fucking lore and how your fucking guys work and I was like, ah, fuck this shit. I don't want to read like this book. I don't want to read. I don't want to read this book. I just want to fucking paint the models and play. Yeah, I'm here trying to play with these little toys, these Warhammer toys. I obviously don't want to hey, read. Hey, man, 
there was some fucking artwork in there, and then the fucking artistry that you did to fucking uh, mm-hmm. make the terrain. Yeah. On the little uh, on the little bases, man. I was a fucking artiste. Yeah, that's good. That's good, Ricky. I'm proud of you. I would give this book... <laughs> Mark, I'm proud of you. Now I'm going to get into what really fucking matters. I'm proud of you, kid. Enough of it, though. <laughs> I would... I, I don't want to say... I mean, it's tough. I, I don't want to say, want to say a 2.5. Mm-hmm. I guess I would give it a 3 um, because it's making me excited for, for more. Yeah, like I'm excited for more, but I'm fucking just right there in the middle almost. Yeah, exactly. You know what? You, you talked me into it. Three is three. Well, there we go. Three would be right in the middle. Three's all. Three's for it. you. Three's for you. Three's for everybody well, right now. Because originally I was thinking, I'm like, well, 2.5 times two is five. Yeah, it's right in the middle. So I'm right in the middle, but then I'm like, yeah, but three is the whole number that's right in the middle ish. Mm-hmm. We like so to I'm, round. I'm going to go three. I'm going to round up. You, you had me round up. Yeah, good, good. There's definitely a lot to be excited about. It's a it's a cool universe that they're developing. It's just we got to read book not two. Here yet. We got to read book two in the future. We'll read book two. We'll come back and talk about how much more we appreciate book one now. Mm-hmm. So, with all of that being said, if there's anything in Age of Apocalypse you guys want to talk about, hopefully without spoiling everything, uh, and that happens in future books, go down below into the comment section and do that. You can let Ricky know at Ricky Widmer. You can let me know at the with two e's Mark Weber. Of course, hit the like buttons, hit the share buttons, subscribe, all that good stuff. Uh, We're going to talk about what we're reading next. But first, I do want to mention patreon.com slash most valuable podcasts. So that way you can go and you can support the podcast. If you enjoyed this, you can tell us what book you want us to read. Literally, you you can pick that book. You can tell us what to read. You can also get this podcast a whole week early because it is bi-weekly. Get it early and spoil it for everybody about, you know, what we rated and stuff like that. So, since nobody picked anything this time because you guys weren't able to subscribe on Patreon first, next we're going to be reading World of Warcraft Volume 1. A human is found unconscious on the shores of Kalmador, something of lo- along those lines. Kilimador. Kilimador. Uh... With no memory of who he is or how he arrived there. Enslaved by the orc shaman, Rhaegar Earthfury. I think I actually might have gotten that one right. Okay. This good. man must fight for the sur- for his survival against members of both the Alliance and the Horde. I'm going to pause. It was Killamdor. That's what Kill it was. Killamdor. Yeah. All right. I, I didn't really play World of Warcraft. I'm sorry, I did, guys. but I'm still not good with names, so I'm going to try to help you out as best I can. Thank you. Striking an uneasy relationship with other races in his quest to find the secrets of his past. Is he gonna? Is Mystery Man going to survive? Will he ever find out what his background is? Find out in World of Warcraft Volume 1. We and will see you guys next week. Go ahead, Ricky. My big... I'm going to throw out a teaser for that one. Uh-huh. Big fucking twist at the end. Yeah. Big fucking twist. There's your teaser. Which is which is important for this one. So, obviously, we're doing this for the movie. War, World of Warcraft's coming out. Let us know what you guys think. Let us know other things you want to read. We will see you in two weeks when we read World of Warcraft, Volume 1. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.